0: Good morning and happy Friday. This is the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. I am Brendan, your faithful host, and I'm sitting down with Kim Brown. Good morning. Hello and good morning. Happy Friday. Whatever you did this week, uh, you got through it. You got to Friday. So congrats. Um, However, today is Friday the 13th. I'm not a suspicious person. Are you a suspicious person? I am not. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Actually, 13 is my favorite number. Oh. Do you know why that is? No, why? It's kind of cheesy. But if you put the one and three together, it makes a B for Brendan. Oh,
1: you're right. That is kind of cheesy. Yeah, it's really cheesy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So 13 uh, would be my number. Um, However, it doesn't matter. Today's Friday the 13th. Um,
1: Do we still have time to sign up for the luncheon after church? uh, Yeah, there's
0: always time to sign up. Just go on there and sign up. Uh, For those of you who have e-news. Um, you can just go back to your e-news and sign up. Those of you who don't, just go to the website, go to events, and find the Taco Fiesta and sign up to bring something. And then bring something. That would be how you would do it. All right. So today we're going to be reading Ephesians 2. um, And I will read that for us. Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 22. So then. Remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh he had made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself, as the cornerstone in Him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. What do you think, Kim?
1: Wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we've been talking a lot this week on um, suffering and you know, the living water, and I think this just kind of sums up everything, you know, this is kind of like. The sufferings that we had don't matter. Hmm. Um, yeah, we still have that hope that we talked about all week long, but even if we're kind of far off that and we have those sufferings that Jesus draws us near, mm-hmm. it's just kind of concluding what we've been talking about, I think, all week.
0: Yeah, you can see the Exodus 17, if you were to... Um Like verse 12 says, remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Um, You can imagine just a bunch of people wandering in the desert, lost, totally lost, um, bound to death, bound to starve uh, or die of thirst in the middle of the desert. We're totally lost. And he like hammers at home, aliens, strangers, having no hope and without God. Um, totally depraved, you know, um, or yeah, just total depravity is what Calvin would say. Like the, the tulip, if anyone is our tulip people, that's tea of tulip is total depravity. But, um, that's what Paul's kind of saying. And then saying, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, which draws together some of those images that you were talking about. Um, there's the well. That yeah. draws the woman out from, you know, out from the desert, out in the middle of the heat of the day, right? She's in the heat of the day, wandering, trying to find water, comes to the well, but really comes to Jesus, the true well. It's the blood of Christ that brings her near, yeah. right? Um, and then you've also got the hostility thing we were just talking about um, yesterday, um, having the two groups and her saying, is it my mountain or your mountain? And Jesus is like, no, like it's it's both. I'm going to level the playing field here. I'm going to bring you bring you back into the family of God. So yeah, I think you're right. There's there's a lot of tie-ins this passage from the other passages this week, and it kind of brings it all together.
1: I think it kind of gives me peace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's more like when you read it, and I read it obviously and to prepare a little bit for this conversation. But when just listening to you read it, I just felt calmer. Hmm. And more peaceful, just to to know that it's okay, and Jesus has got this, mm-hmm. and He is drawing us near, and He is seeking us. And all week long, we've been talking about our sufferings and that living water, and how the water is, and how that plays a part in it. And God doesn't leave us, and He's still near, and He's seeking us. And we saw that again with the woman at the well. He didn't leave her, and He was seeking her out, and mm-hmm. you know, not wanting. Still wanting that relationship, no matter what else is taking place.
0: Yeah, a question is coming up in my mind about that uh, wall of hostility, or what you know what Paul is talking about to those who are far off. The question in my mind is what what do I believe about myself um, being not not worthy of God's love? What is it that I think? categorizes me as someone who far who's far off like what are the lies I'm believing about myself that I am I don't belong that I don't have enough that I don't do enough do you know what I'm saying like the things I I know that I've categorized myself as well Jesus would never come for me you know like that woman I'm thinking of that woman at the well that I mean this is back to yesterday but I'm thinking of the woman at the well um Knowing that she's had five husbands and the one she's with now is not her husband. Knowing that her whole town has rejected her. Knowing, I mean, even just physically, it's hot out. It's the middle of the day. I have no friends, and, and um, she went
1: to the to the well in the middle of the day to not bump into anybody. Exactly,
0: nobody wants want to be, to be with her, and she doesn't want to be with anyone else.
1: Yeah,
0: and also, I know I'm a Samaritan and here's a Jew, and now reminded again of one of the things that keeps me out.
1: Right,
0: and um, I probably carry around with me things about myself, lies about myself, narratives about myself, how I don't really belong, or um, this really isn't for me, you know, this, Jesus' salvation doesn't work for me, or I'm not really a full member of God's family. Like, just to be aware of those things, like, what are those things in my life that I believe about myself? And to let Jesus' love um, overcome that boundary, you know, that the fact that Jesus made peace. That there's nothing that separates us from the love of God, um, because Christ comes not just to those who are near, but those who are far off. So I don't know. That's like a kind of a question that I'm. That's coming up for me in this. Um,
1: it definitely gives you something to think about. I, I think we all have those things in our lives that we tell ourselves we're our own worst critics, right? Mm-hmm. And we all tell ourselves things and why reasons why we can't build that relationship with Christ or Mm -hmm. why we can't strengthen that relationship or how is it that we got this far off and how do I get back? I think is even a better question Mm -hmm. to, you know, once you realize what's kind of put you out there, even if it's just words in your own head or if it is your actions, but then how do you get back? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you get it to where you don't feel like you're that far off anymore? Mm -hmm. And you're, you are part of the family Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm hoping that others, as they join in and do more activities and um, participate more and serve more at Victory Point, can feel that love within that Victory Point family so that yeah. they can realize that they're, they're not that far off and that they are loved by others.
0: Yeah, that's one of the gifts of the church is we can express that kind of love to one another and remind ourselves, remind each other, like, hey, we're in this together. Right. Um, and that's not always the case for people at church. Right at Victory Point and elsewhere. I mean, it's not unique to Victory Point, and I don't think it's only at Victory Point. Um, but um, it's sometimes a case that you get let down by the church, or that you fail to be the kind of church Jesus calls us to be. That yeah, we are ex- um, expected to share this kind of love with one another, to be the kind of people who um, express the peace of Jesus. Um, dividing, you know, removing that barrier of hostility, removing the boundaries between one another. And yet um, it's kind of our knee-jerk response to draw boundaries and to right. separate ourselves from each other and to do what's comfortable and convenient for me or to um, just not think about other people, just let it slip off our mind. And I know there are people at Victory Point who've like been disappointed, you know, like, man, I I was I was going through this thing and the church wasn't there for me. I mean, but at the same time, there's the Victory Point is also a community of people who do express this kind of love and who are called to more and more, you know. And uh, I see Victory Point as extremely generous and hospitable people that include one another and we don't make little things into big things. And I love that about our church community. So I don't want to pretend like we're a perfect community, but I also don't want right. to pretend like we're like this a terrible example either. I think we're an example of this kind of love, and um, and that's the gift of the church is that we get to be that for each other. So, um, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, "What do I do about this?" Maybe a great response would be just to call somebody up, have them over for dinner or for lunch, or to go out for coffee with someone, or just to give a phone call to somebody else at Victory Point or in your faith you know extended spiritual family or whatever, and just express that love of Christ. You know, and just say, hey, I'm here, like I'd love to, how's your week? You know, I mean, it sounds extremely simple, but uh, to listen to one another's stories and express the love of Jesus to one another. I mean, as it's as surprising as it is, it's like really rare to just to connect with people outside of your immediate family and just to say, I'm here for you, I'll do anything for you, what do you need? you know, can I listen? I don't know. that's something I'm thinking about, but anyway, uh, thanks for, thanks for diving into that, um, together. Let's, um, so tomorrow is going to be Saturday the 14th and we're going to be reading John four, which we just read yesterday, but this is the few verses preceding the big long story. It's just a few verses. And at first I was like, why in the world do we have this again? Um, and, once I dove into it, I'm like, oh, okay, there's some stuff. There's, l- there's some stuff in here that I I'm glad that I'm not missing. So um anyway, we'll kick into that tomorrow morning. So we will experience that together tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.